bits and pretzels inspire you. You will figure it out. This is clearly the place to be. Servus, everyone. I'm Britta Wedling, Editor-in-Chief of Bits and Pretzels, and here's another episode of our podcast where world-class entrepreneurs exclusively share their master plans and business strategies every week. Thanks to over 7,000 weekly listeners who decided to subscribe to our show. You are the best. Please spread the word. Today, I'm talking to Niklas Östberg, the co-founder and CEO of food delivery company Delivery Hero just days after he made it into the DAX 30, Germany's premier stock index after scandal-ridden fintech Wirecard dropped out. Delivery Hero, headquartered in Berlin, is one of the big European players in food order delivery, which is a $100 billion business and active in over 40 countries, delivering 100 million orders a month now. In this podcast, Niklas shares what strategies have helped him turning a local food delivery service into a global player and how he's expanding his services now with delivering groceries, household goods and running local warehouses. And he also explains the secrets of keeping the big US tech companies like Amazon, just to name one, who dominate most digital businesses in Europe on arm's length, at least for now. As long as we keep moving very, very fast, it's going to be hard for them to catch up to one or two years head start that we have. So um, I think the only thing you can do is trying to move as fast as you possibly can. Uh, and then also make sure that you're not undercapitalized, that you also have funding uh, to take the fight and making sure that we're investing. And Niklas is also joining us at our Bits and Pretzels networking week from September 27th to October 2nd. Go to bitsandpretzels.com to find out more. And you, the listeners, get 10% off regular ticket prices today. Just write to us at media at bitsandpretzels.com. Again, that's media at bitsandpretzels.com to get 10% off our regular ticket prices. Hey, Niklas, thanks for coming on the Bits and Pretzels podcast today. Thank you very much. You're obviously one of the key players in worldwide online food delivery, which is a, now a $100 billion business or more, who really knows. And as Wirecard drops out of the DAX 30, you are entering. How does it feel to suddenly rise to be among Germany's premier stock index as an entrepreneur? Um, no, it feels very, very good. Um, of course, very proud. Um, and I think it is a little bit reward for everyone at Delivery Hero, as, as, uh, including myself. So it feels very good, but it doesn't change any plans. Your company is now worth more than Deutsche Bank. What does this say about the European startup ecosystem? Is it finally maturing and growing up? I hope so. Uh, I think this is uh, probably a first sign that this is happening. Um, I still think there's a long way to go to our American and Chinese colleagues where this happened a long time ago. And where the, the tech companies are, are several times larger than the bank colleagues. So I, I hope this is a first step and I hope many other tech companies in Europe are coming. I mean, obviously, we are in a specific situation now with Corona. Many startups and many founders are worried. What can politics do to let these very innovative ecosystem, which, you know, you are obviously one of the examples, uh, to let this ecosystem thrive and grow more? Um, well, this should make it easier for capital to come in. 
uh, they should also make it very favorable, I think, for entrepreneurs um, and, and also employees to get stock options and, and, and equity in the companies that are being started. Um, I think those are a couple of the points. I think I know in Europe, there are also a few other things to make sure that we keep getting good talents and, and so on. But I think they're already doing a decent job. So I'm happy. You mentioned stock options, obviously making it easier for people to be part of this innovative journey that we see in many startups. What do you think is the biggest challenges for entrepreneurs in Germany and in Europe? And what can regulators do to help entrepreneurs overcome these challenges? I think in generally, at least uh, speaking in Germany, it's very hard and difficult to give stock options. There's right. a lot of complexity around it yeah. and there is um, a, and a significant tax around it as well. So they take a lot of risk. Um, of course, th there's still synthetic instrument and so on, but it's not the same thing. Uh, and I think if you can get more employees to be part of the journey, I think that will build better companies. But also if there is a success, we have seen they always come and invest into new startups. Right. So um, I think enabling that will, will create a better ecosystem for startups. Back to your own business. You've said recently that you're more interested in growth than being profitable at this point, specifically because obviously that's the only way to go on to beat Amazon and Google, obviously. But what's your timeline that you've told your investors of when you want to earn money instead of losing it? <laughs> Uh, we, we haven't given them a timeline. Uh, we we want to focus on what we think is the right thing to do. And it's very hard to forecast what's going to be the right thing in one or two or three years. Um, but we do promise investors that every euro that we invest is going to be at a good return. And we measure return in seeing what is the likelihood of a customer coming back. How often we'll order over the years And how much does it cost to get one of those customers on board on our platform? And I think if you make that calculation, you see that it's a highly long-term profitable business. And um, But it only gets really profitable if you get the size and the scale like most tech companies. So right. that's why we rather double down. And I think investors have a good understanding for that. Obviously, uh, we've seen a similar situation uh, with you know ride-sharing companies, which like Uber, Lyft, and Didi fought you know, for a long time uh, and lost a lot of money. So so is online delivery, delivery similar to to this fight for, for market in, in ride sharing? Is there anything that you've learned or that you want to do better than these companies? I think, um, I don't know, it's important when you do double down and keep investing that you're actually doing it at a good return. Uh, so you also have to work a lot on your business and building efficiencies there. Otherwise, it you're going to spend a lot of money in marketing and advertise for the industry, but you're not going to win the customer. Someone else will actually steal the customer for you. So I think, I think in general, it's just very core that, that it's not only money. It's also, also execution and product and, and customer service and so on in there. But I think in general, I think we have learned that tech it requires a lot of scale. And uh, you also see some of the big giants, like what you mentioned before, Google and Amazon and Alibaba, et cetera, who they use their size to go into new verticals and new areas. And if we don't get size and scale, we will have no chance to compete against uh, the, the likes of Google. Right. 
Most of the online markets are dominated by U.S. tech giants. E-commerce, um, with Amazon being one of the biggest in, in the Western world, um, Alibaba in, in the Eastern world, search, obviously, social, uh, just to name a few. You and, and your competitor, Just Eat Takeaway, are able to still dominate the European market for online food delivery. What's the secret that you figured out about how to hold the U.S. tech giants an arm, arm's length away? Um, I, I don't know, actually. I, I think in this instance, we were a little bit earlier than our, our American colleagues. We were mm -hmm. earlier in, in seeing the opportunity and, and, and build on it. I think uh, and we should not underestimate American companies that have come in with enormous amount of capital Arne, right. in terms of Uber yeah. uh, going into food. Uh, but you also see in, in Asia, have Grab, uh, who's financed by SoftBank and so on. So um, I hope that that we, we can use this advantage we have in the start to also scale faster. And, and that, that requires also a little bit of bravery um, and not listening too much to the profitability um, right. points, but rather think about the yeah. long term. Right. I mean, you mentioned them, like Uber obviously is eyeing to it, was eyeing to enter the German market with Eats, which became their biggest business. Uh, Amazon took half a billion stake into Deliveroo, uh, could be entering the market of food delivery anytime with a strong logistic network and billions, really billions of dollars in cash. How does your strategy look like to fight back big tech for, for that day that's about to come uh, sooner or later? Yeah, I think... And we, we have an advantage in product. And we deliver faster. We have more restaurants. We have better restaurants. I think we have better operations in general. And um, as long as we keep moving very, very fast, it's going to be hard for them to catch up to one or two years head start that we have. So um, I think the only thing you can do is, is, is trying to move as fast as you possibly can. Uh, and then also make sure that you're not undercapitalized, that you also have funding. Uh, to take the fight and making sure that we're investing. But yeah, capital and speed, um, yeah, you have to be faster and you have to build scale as fast as you can. When you think about other entrepreneurs in the audience who might be in a similar situation or slightly similar situation, fighting a big competitor, uh, what are the metrics that you look at every day uh, that are most important for you in you know, mm. being faster and more agile like the big companies? Oh, I, I, I wish I had a metric for that, that we can really measure it uh, throughout the company. Uh, but we, we, we don't. The good part is that I think very few other companies have it too. Um, so we have to use certain soft metrics. It could be how many deployments do we do or what is the, the number of bugs we do or what the, uh, what's the increase in, in speed of delivery that we, we achieve and so on. So we have to to probably work with certain certain also input metrics to get there. But but there is no there is no one how do we measure speed in the organization. Uh, it, 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 it's probably more a subjective matter. Maybe one one and thinking about it is if you see that you have a very engaged workforce. So if you look at us, we have a tremendous score when we look at the peak on another service that we do internally. And I think mm -hmm. if you have a very engaged workforce you by definition is going to move fast. So, mm -hmm. so that might be one. Interesting. So some are asking, I mean, you're obviously part of the German DAX 30 index. Some are asking though, whether Delivery Hero is still a German company at all. By, you know, where you were, you started in Sweden, you f founded in Germany, but you ended up deciding to not offer your service here. Instead, you are 
active in more than 40 uh, countries abroad in Asia and Eastern Europe specifically. What makes these other markets more attractive for you? And what are the best strategies to find best opportunities outside your current market as an entrepreneur? I think that's a little bit case to, to case. But for us, Germany and food delivery was... was It, it's, it's not a bad market, but we saw other markets being even better. When we looked mm -hmm. at the return rates of customers, frequency of ordering. Um, so if, if you look at those metrics and compare different markets, we saw that there are way more opportunity in other places. Um, that's why we also had harder to build scale in the market. And on top of that, we had a couple of tough competitors, which then half and also the scalability. So, um, so for us, it became very clear that, that other markets are more interesting. Um, and, uh, for getting into those markets and how to scale that, that is also very independent. I think the first thing you have to figure out is, are you a local company or are you a company that is very centralized, centralized tech and product and operations? Um, we find a very good balance for local and central and combine the best of the two worlds. And, and then we have on that playbook, we have been, been trying to scale as, as quickly as we can without taking on more than we can more than mm -hmm. we can shoot interesting so when i'm in a, if i'm an entrepreneur i'm based in munich uh how do i figure out i mean depending on obviously product company market what are like the first steps if i wanted to go international how do i look for the right markets to scale in next uh do you have any recommendations here for our entrepreneurs in in our community um, no, I think it is a little bit dependent on what kind of product you're selling. And if it is a product that quickly can scale out of market without having local offices and so on. Uh, if you look at our business, it's a very local, you need local sales team, customer service and, and, and inventory and, and, and so on. So for us, it, it requires to define entrepreneurs and, and, and so on. I think before maybe scaling up i think you 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 really have to work on getting it right in your own market if that right. turns out to be a success and you start scale you should also expect that soon you will have competitors coming in and 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 compete with you so once you start scaling abroad you want to be very fast that's at least my experience um so so therefore um figuring it out and take a little bit more time there But uh, when you scale out, then, then I would actually try to find ways of, of launching markets fairly fast. And which markets that uh, business depend on. Right. And obviously, one strategy to grow for not only you, but also for other competitors is to do takeovers in the market that we are seeing. Uber took over Postmates, Justy Techway took over Pizza.de, Lieferheld and Fedora and, and is on track to merge with Grubhub. And you are taking over one of your biggest trials in South Korea for $4 billion. Do you expect to do more takeovers? And do you think the market will, you know, go even stronger towards consolidation moving forward? Um, so um, we, we, we have been successful in the past to doing uh, transactions, but we have done fairly and comparably small transactions because mm -hmm. it's also very expensive. I know you dilute a lot for acquiring these companies. And right. in many cases, it might be better to, to invest into your own product and your own service. So, so therefore, we have avoided those mega transactions because we think it's simply too expensive. 
uh, and, and in those cases, and rather focusing our own business. For smaller transactions, then, then that we're very open to. And then in particular, if there is a new capability or a strong team or something that we think that we can scale in hundreds of percent uh, afterwards, that's really the transactions that we are that we're most excited about. Um, and, and those you probably will also see. The whole gig economy is kind of under scrutiny right now. Uber and Lyft have to deal with an uprise of employees and new labor laws, and their business models are called unfair. And during Corona, San Francisco and New York decided to limit the commission fee for delivery services to protect restaurants. Could this happen in your market as well? And how do you look at the discussion around unfair businesses um, in your uh, in your market? I think any business that is scaling so fast will, will be up for scrutiny, and I think that is good. Uh, I think in terms of the discussion that is being had, in, in particular then in California, uh, I think is, is very strange to me. I, mm -hmm. I, I, I think no one listening here to, to what do the riders really want and what are the th key things they, they want to have. And if you listen to, to, to the majority of the riders in California, but also in all markets that we know of, And that is that they are very, very happy just because mm -hmm. they have the flexibility and freedom. They can check in when they want. They can check out when they want. If they, they, if they have time, they, they work. If they want to pick up the kids, they stop work. They check in later on. And that flexibility are right, next to studies or whatever they have in their life. And, and, that, and adding this to it is, is, is really the key um, for, for them. Uh, and that's what we see in all service. So I think what we should rather solve is, is then the problem, like how do we make sure social security or how can we help them uh, in, in uh, uh, paid vacation or other things, mm -hmm. pension funds and so on, because th that, that, that might be something under that security and so on. Yeah, so I, I think, think the solution is more how can, we, how can we help them to keep that flexibility by, by, by also giving them that, that benefit. Yeah, and that's also something that everybody's trying to figure out right now. I mean, even like the like early companies such as Uber and Lyft haven't figured out that yet. So I think that's part of a longer discussion. Uh, I think, but I think that needs to happen with regulation. I think today there is no regulatory framework for actually paying those benefits or adding those benefits to, to the riders. So I think that is a discussion together also with governments. over to our Bavarian beer garden bench since we are obviously bits and pretzels that invites everybody to a business conference during the time of Oktoberfest during Corona this beer garden bench is obviously a virtual beer garden bench because we don't want to spread the virus but even though we want to just imagine to enjoy a taste of the good old Bavarian beer uh, to loosen our tongues to talk a little bit about more personal stuff uh, so, so Niklas what are we drinking to today? Oh, um, well, 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 it's it's a Monday uh, for for me at least. Um, it's um, yeah, I think starting a new week. And let let's kick off the week. I think this is this is um, a good week, a good and a good productive week. week. Productive week with a lot of customer benefits that are going to build. All right. If you could have a beer with one person at Oktoberfest, dead or alive, who would that be? Oh, um, I don't know, Barack Obama. 
Oh, great. We had them last year, uh, right. which was a lot of fun, actually, to, to interview. Um, okay, Barack Obama, fair enough. Since the pandemic started, you are obviously in Switzerland. Where exactly are you right now and how has working remotely changed your strategy to conquer the world of online delivery? I'm in my office uh, where I live. I'm soon going to jump on a flight to Berlin. Oh, okay. So did, that, did Corona change the way you run your company at all? Oh, oh yes. yes, it changed a lot. And I think in many ways to the better. So I have been once to Berlin in the last six months, uh, but I have been probably more connected to the team than ever before. I'm, I'm switching from being in Korea to being in Thailand, to being Berlin, to being Buenos Aires within minutes. So I think it has been a fantastic experience. But uh, we're going for offsite now. So the, a little bit of a personal touch with the management team is, is also needed from time to time. Great. Ask for your role models. You once named Jeff Bezos, among others, who will most likely be your most important competitor moving forward. What, what do you admire in him? I think... And there are many things I admire, but and also many things I might not admire, but uh, admire. But I think the core of this, the long-term thinking, the the building for customer and and building throughout the value chain to help the customer and optimize there, uh, not listening to the market around profitability, but rather build the story that he believed in. I think that is something that that, that I admire the bravery there, um, and yeah, that's and who would be and what my do Sorry. And what do you not admire? Because you mentioned that there are some things that you I think, don't. I think the, the, the culture has, has often been uh, questionable. I haven't worked on myself, so I cannot judge it. But uh, that, that, of course, is something that is very important for me. I, I want to build a company where people love to work and, and where we have drive and passion. So, so that is not what Amazon is known for, at least. So that would be one thing. It's your vision, obviously, to deliver not only food moving forward, but even more products. Uh, already today, you're offering groceries and household goods like pharmaceuticals, flowers, electronics, and you are running your own local warehouses. Talk about what you want to do here and how do you want to achieve that goal? Yeah, so we want to build a product that customers love. And we have realized that customers don't only want hot food to be delivered or one other item. So we're doing whatever we can to do that fast. And we know that they order a lot from Amazon and others. And uh, this often takes a day or two. Mm -hmm. um, for us, it, it, we want to get it down to 15 minutes. Um, and we want to work with, with local warehouses or local stores. We want to help the, rather the local community rather than and, I don't know, shipping from China to some central warehouse and then big, big trucks being delivering it. We want to work more on a local and that helps us also to be faster. Um, so we're going to keep on building on that. That's a huge goal. I mean, Amazon is financing this, you know, huge investments in delivery uh, and uh, and e-commerce, which like where the margins are very small with uh, with its AWS cloud services, where you have double-digit uh, margins. What's your AWS? <laughs> um, yeah, let, let, let's see. I know we are not yet there. Um, <laughs> so we will have. We will maybe ask in five years. Then, then I will know more. But I think, um, I think, just the fact that you can do anything delivered. That's that's our 
or in this case, then Amazon, if, if what would be the AWS, could be payment, could be something else, but that's in five years. Before we go on, here's a brief message from us. You want to find out more about Delivery Hero's next steps to conquer the world of online food delivery? Niklas is joining our Bits and Pulses Networking Week from September 27th to October 2nd. And if you want to learn more about our program featuring insights and business advice of the top of the league of the international founder MBC community and get your ticket before it's too late and we are sold out, go to bitsandpretzels.com. Write to us at media at bitsandpretzels.com to receive 10% discount on regular ticket prices. Again, that's media at bitsandpretzels.com. Tickets are limited, so better hurry up. Coming to our toolbox right now, where our guests share three short tools from their work in tech that they find useful for other entrepreneurs. Okay, so hold your breath, guys. Here's the toolbox of Niklas Östberg. Number one. One thing I learned from my uh, uh, early days of my career was um, the question, how do you eat an elephant? And the answer is piece by piece. And that was stuck in my head. Uh, so ever you come to this huge problem, this huge elephant problem, the only way to solve it is piece by piece. And that has helped me to be a very good problem solver, uh, solving some of the most challenging pieces there. So uh, you eat an elephant piece by piece. Number two. The second one um, is to be yourself and let others be themselves. I think if you're yourself, you're at your strongest. Um, you also become authentic and uh, letting others be themselves. It makes them the strongest. And, um, and it also makes a, a fantastic environment, an open uh, environment. So be yourself. Number three. Then a toolbox for staying sane. <laughs> Because there is a, a lot of work and there is a lot of pressure being an entrepreneur. Um, and I think finding a way to keep activity or sport or something in your life, I think is, has been incredibly important for me to, to, to stay sane. So the best way to do that is like you do in business. You set your OKRs. Uh, and then you work towards those goals. And the same with sports. Like set your OKRs. How many times are you going to train every week? And then you're going to measure it every week and see if you actually achieve that. So um, approach it like you do in business. Coming to our Ether or game right now, and this is how it works. I give you two words. You choose one, please, and explain real quick why you've made that choice. Um, yeah. And obviously, the first one is bits or pretzels. Uh, pretzels. Because I taste good. It's, it's it's salty. I like salt. Nerd or extrovert? Uh, I would I wouldn't have to say nerd. It, it, uh, yeah. You I have like to say tech. nerd. I, I I like tech and I, I I I like Excel sheets and numbers. I guess that that would be my nerd side. <laughs> Kurt Buller or meatballs? I hope I pronounced Kurt oh, Buller correctly. Kurt Buller. I people haven't understood the whole meat meat. Meatballs is not the same thing for me. It, it needs to be schöttbullar. What's the difference there? Ah, it's just a Swedish touch to it. Uh, okay. You have to go to Ikea to figure out. <laughs> uh, cooking or ordering? Ooh, um, well, I have, I'll have to say ordering. I, I, the variety you can get from ordering is significantly better than my, my 
köttbullar och pasta. Så the variety is still beating that. Do you cook at all sometimes? I do. Um, and I, I like cook, but that's a Saturday, maybe with a glass of wine in my hand and, and enjoying that with, a, uh, with, with my, my fiance. Um, but um, no, I, from time to time, a Tuesday evening, you're tired and no, ordering it can be fantastic. Numbers or ideas? I mean, you mentioned that you like Excel sheets, so <laughs> yeah. it's probably numbers for I, you, right? I, I think there will be numbers there. I, I, yeah. Chaos or order? I like order, but I must say I'm pretty chaos myself. So I, I'll have to say that it's more chaos. Conquer or compromise? Um, a compromise. I think uh, I think a lot of good solution can still come from from finding the two different angles and, and um, so I, I would say if compromise in some most cases not always Nicholas thanks so much for coming on the bits and Pretzels podcast today thank you very very much all right that was it for today thank you so much for listening if you like what you hear please subscribe You find all episodes of this show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to podcasts. Spread the word and please tell at least five friends about us. We would really appreciate it. Don't ever miss breaking startup news from Munich, Austria, and Switzerland again. And learn the latest about what top founders and VCs from the international innovation community we have in store for our event in the fall. Come and visit us at bitsandpretzels.com. Again, that's bitsandpretzels.com. Stay safe and see you next week.